0: How's everyone doing this last day of 2023? Okay. So today's sermon is going to be a little bit on the topic. When I was about 16 years old, I was in school, and our, one of our teachers gave us a homework assignment. And the homework assignment was, I want each person to write down 10 goals for the next year. And you're to bring it to class next week, have it in a sealed envelope addressed to you with a stamp on it. And in one year, I'm going to mail it to each one of you. And so I had wrote down my list. And I remember uh, many of the things that I wrote down on my list. One of them was to go to a Christian music festival that lasted four days uh, under a tent. And everyone was camping. It was about 30,000 people. And there would be concerts from morning till evening. And there would be Christian speakers. Another goal that I put down was I wanted to buy my own customized van. I wanted to buy a drum set and learn how to play drums. I wanted to grow closer to God. I wanted to go to, to Canada, to visit Canada. And those are the ones, there was a couple more, but I don't remember the other ones. And about one year later, I got this letter in the mail. And I recognized the handwriting, it was my handwriting, and I opened it up. And it was that list of 10 goals that I had written. And as I looked at those 10 goals that I had written, I had realized that I had fulfilled nine out of the 10 goals that I had written down. The only goal that I didn't fulfill at the time was going to Canada, which actually I fulfilled the following uh, year. It is important to make goals. And it's important to write down your goals for many people though the future is a source of excitement but at the same time a source of anxiety worry what will be we can anticipate fresh experiences and opportunities but also there's also the unknown the uncertainty that lies before us we as Christians, though, we can find comfort in knowing that God is with us wherever we go. And we can find comfort, we can find direction in the words of God, which, will, which offers hope for our future and gives us faith that God wants only good things for us in the future. Scripture encourages us to set our eyes on him, and also the promises that he has for us. No matter what uncertainties there are, what challenges there might be, no matter what difficulties may look like before us, we can be sure that God will be with us and get us through it. So New Year's Eve is like a natural time to make plans for the future, uh, probably most of you have made some type of New Year resolutions, yeah? Raise your hand if you've ever made a New Year's resolution. that Next year, you know, what is the most popular one? I'm going to lose weight, yes? <laughs> uh, but we all make different resolutions. But I want to, us to think about what would God want us to have in the future? It's a good time to look forward And it's also a good time to look back. And so I'd like to share with you from God's word a little bit about looking forward and also about looking back. We look back at all the good things that God has done for us. We look back with thankfulness, with gratefulness, and we look back in order to build our faith for the future. We look forward to the things God has promised for us, the things that God has planned for us, to new things, to better things, to greater things, to exciting things. So let's get started by first going uh, looking backwards and what God's word says about looking back. If you have the Bible with you this morning, let's turn to Psalms 133 and verse 5. It says this, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hands. In Psalms seventy-seven, eleven, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. In Isaiah 46, 9, it says, remember the former things of old for I am God and there is no other I am God and there is none like me so we look back to what God has done in our life we thank God for his provision how he has been with us in the past we see all the good things that he has done in our life we see all the blessings that we have received We look back so that we can look forward with faith and with expectation. We look back and we see all the times that we trusted God in difficult situations. We trusted him for healing, for miracles. We trust him for an answer to prayer. We trust him. And then we've seen how he has answered our prayers. And because we've seen how he's answered our prayers in the things of the past, we can have faith and we can have trust and we can believe that he will also answer our prayers in the future for bigger and better things. That's what it says in the Old Testament. Remember in the Old Testament when the Israelites were facing the Philistines and they were set up for battle. Uh, the Israelites on one hill, the Philistines on the other, other hill, and this giant Goliath came out, and he roared. He says, send me a man that we can fight, and if I defeat him, you'll be our slaves. And this giant Goliath, he mocked God, and he mocked God's people. And at that situation, there was a little shepherd boy called David and David remembered his past, how God was with him. That when a lion came and attacked the sheep, how God was with him. That when a bear came and attacked the sheep, how God was with him, and that he was able to kill the lion and the bear. And he looked back and he says, God was faithful with the lion and with the bear that came to attack and destroy. And I know that he will be faithful now when this giant comes to attack and destroy. And he was able to stand up boldly and say, Because God was faithful in the past, I can be certain, I can be confident here, now, in the present, that you will be defeated because you have come against God and against God's people. In the New Testament, We also look back so that we can look forward. Once a month we celebrate communion. We look back 2,000 years ago to Jesus' death on the cross. When we eat the bread, we remember about Jesus' suffering and pain and how he died on the cross for our sins and that how in that God provided for us salvation. And we thank him for what he has done for us in the past. And in Matthew 26, verses 28 and 29, Jesus says this, that it's not only about looking back at what he did on the cross, but it's also about looking forward. He says, This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day, in other words, a future time, when I will drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. In communion, we look back to what Jesus did, but we also look forward to the day that we will be united with him, to the day that we will drink that cup again with him at the wedding supper of the Lamb. So we look back in order to look forward. But did you know that the Bible not only tells us to look back and commands us to look back, but at the same time it tells us not to look back? And you think, well, oh, wait a minute, it tells us to look back, but it tells us also not to look back? How is that? Well, let's take a look at a few verses. The first is in Isaiah. Chapter 43, verse 18, and it says this. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. How is it that God wants us to look back and at the same time doesn't want us to look back? And I thought about it a while. How does that work? And I've come to the conclusion that there are certain things that God wants us to remember, and there are other things that God says they're not worth remembering. The things that are worth remembering are the things that God does. And the things not worth remembering are the things that have been bad and disappointing, things that have been sinful. I think that God doesn't want us to keep on looking back at our sins and our failures, and our mistakes, and our weaknesses. God doesn't want you to dwell on those things of the past. If you've become a Christian, you've been cleansed from them. If you've confessed your sins, your sins are forgiven, there's no need to keep on dwelling on those things from the past. I know some people that have a hard time breaking with their past and they're living in their past all the time that my mother did this to me or my father did this to me or I grew up in such a situation and and that's why I'm miserable today and they keep on bringing up the past and bringing up the past or they think about how they failed in the past or the sins that they made in the past and how they can never get out of this hole or this situation that they've dug for themselves and God says I want you to receive my forgiveness. I want you to receive my healing. I want you to receive freedom. I don't want you to be looking back at the bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a New creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Conversion cuts us off from the past. We don't have to live in the past anymore. And one sign of conversion is baptism. And we know this symbol of baptism that when we are baptized, when we go down into the waters, it's like going down into the grave, being buried. And when we come up out of the water, it's like being resurrected to a new, beautiful, different life. And we're going to have a a chance to experience that a little bit later today in the service. Don't keep on bringing up the old things from your past, your failures. If you haven't yet, just confess them, repent of them. And receive God's forgiveness, receive God's healing. Don't get stuck in the past. You need to forget it. Sometimes though the, the devil will come to you and he'll just remind you of the past. You know, you were a sinner, a drug addict, alcoholic, smoker, you were the worst in school, you know, and he'll go down the whole list of things. When he comes and reminds you of your past and your sins and your failures, you can just remind him about your future. Your future is guaranteed. Your future is, I'm going to spend eternity with God and there's going to be a new home for me where there is no more sin, where there's no more pain, where there's no more crying, where there is no more evil. We remember the good things from our past. But sometimes also we need to forget some of the good things from our past. I know that when I came here to Poland many years ago. And I started going to different churches and looking for a church. I found it very difficult to find a church because I was always comparing whatever church I was in with my church from the United States and I thought my church in the United States was the absolute best the most wonderful had the most wonderful pastor the most wonderful leaders the most wonderful worship you know everything and I would always compare whatever church I was in with the one from my past God said it's time to let go of your past even good things from our past God doesn't want us to be constantly looking back and comparing. He doesn't want the past to dominate our present. We can't just keep on thinking about the good old days. In the good old days, it was like this. Yeah, from time to time, it's good to remember. But don't live there. God doesn't want you living there. Don't look with a longing and a desire for the past like the Israelites did. Remember the Israelites? They only remembered the good things from their past. They kept on saying, and when they were out in the desert with Moses, they only complained and grumbled and they said, oh, we should just go back to Israel. They had the most wonderful, uh, wonderful food there in, in Egypt. Let's go, just go back there. You know, we had wonderful lives there in Egypt. But the fact is, they were slaves. They were beaten. They, they chose to forgot, forget the bad things and only remembered the food. Let's not, dom- let's not dominate our thoughts with the past, like the Israelites did, but look forward. How many people here drive a car? Anyone here drive a car? Raise your hand. In your car, is there a rear view mirror? You can look in the back. How many of you drive to your destination only looking in the rearview mirror? You know, if you do, you're going to get an accident. Our cards have a rearview mirror for the purpose to see where you have been and to keep an eye out for danger. So we, the, the, the mirror shows us where we've been, And if we want to change lanes to make sure that we do it safely. To keep an eye out for danger. You can't drive forward in life. Looking in the rearview mirror all the time. Because you're going to end up on the side of the road. Look back at God. Look back at the good things that he's done. But don't look back at the bad. At the sin, at the failures, just let them go. God wants you to leave them behind. Paul says this, and Paul was a guy who could have focused on his past, because his past was a past of hating Christians, putting Christians in prison, persecuting them, killing them. He was the guy that was holding everybody's jackets when Stefan was stoned. He says this in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. He says, This one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining to what is forward, to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Paul says, I need to forget everything that was behind me and focus on what is ahead of me because God has a plan for me. God has a calling on my life. God doesn't want me stuck in the past, reminiscing over the things from the past, even the good things, comparing them to today. He wants me to focus on the things that he has for me tomorrow, next month, next year. God wants us to focus on the present and the future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. This is what God says to you and to me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He has some good things planned for you in the future. And it's the same God, it's the same Jesus who did those good things in your past. We're going to do them here in your present and going to do them in your future. And he has even bigger, better things for you. You need to have a vision for the future. But you need to bring your vision and your plans and your desires in line with God's vision plans, and desires. I would say the most important vision for your life is your salvation. If you have not made a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, what are you waiting for? Today is that day that you need to say, yes, Jesus, come into my life change me, make me into a new person, forgive me from all, for all that stuff in the past cleanse me if you're not sure that God has saved you, if you're not sure that one day you will be with God for all eternity you need to make sure today that your salvation is written in God's book of life Make sure that you've been reconciled to God, that he's become your Lord and Savior. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and 18, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. So the most And the first and the foremost goal is to make sure that you are going to live with the Lord Jesus Christ forever, that he's the Lord of your life. And if you've already done that, if that's already accomplished in your life, I want to give you some other goals that you can plan for and write down. So if you're taking notes, I'd like you to take a few notes right now. What are some other goals for your life? Well, I would say, first of all, make some spiritual goals goals about reading the word of God, about praying, about witnessing, personal holiness. Think about how many people do I want to share the gospel with this year? Who I want to share it with. Other goals could be ministry goals. Think about how can I use the gifts that God has given me, the talents that God has given me, And the time that God has given me in church and also outside of church. What about personal goals? Your personal goal might be to break some bad habit in your life, maybe go on a vacation, maybe renovate your apartment or some type of hobby. What about family goals? Goals for your spouse for your children, for your parents, for other family members. Maybe you're out of contact with your parents or with other family members. Well, call them, write them, make a goal to build those relationships. What about financial goals? Maybe a goal to purchase a car or purchase an apartment. Maybe renovate your apartment. Maybe your goal can be I'm going to start tithing my money or support a missionary. Educational goals, such as finish university. We have lots of students here. Yeah, that's your goal. I just want to finish university or learn Polish. How many people are learning Polish? Do you want to make that a goal? I want to learn some Polish. Yeah? Well, as long as you're here, that's a good goal. Or maybe study programming or, or study something else. Make some professional goals. Might be a promotion at work or starting a new business. Whatever they are, I encourage you to prayerfully think about them. Write them down. And place them somewhere we can look at them from time to time. Because I believe that God has some good things for you, some new things for you. Isaiah forty-three nineteen says this, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. Sometimes it may look like there's a wilderness in front of us. Sometimes it might look like there's no water. And God says, I'll make a way in that wilderness. I'll make rivers in that, in that desert. You don't need to worry about it. You just need to make those goals. Pray about it. Is this what God has for me? And even if it looks impossible, even if it looks way beyond your capabilities, God is beyond your capabilities. Isaiah 42, 9 says... Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things now I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. These verses, they give us assurance to move forward with boldness as we come against different circumstances and situations in life knowing that God is going to be on our side. And he's going to walk with us through any difficulties that we may encounter and he will provide comfort he will provide strength he will provide direction because he knows where you need to get he knows your future he's not worried about your future he's not there thinking oh no what are they going to do in the future he knows your future These Bible verses, they tell us to look forward to the future with hope, with encouragement, to put our faith in God that he is good and he has a good plan for you. No matter what uncertainty there is, no matter what difficulty you think is in your way, God will certainly make sure that his plans are fulfilled in your life. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. Jesus Christ, who has started a good work in you, he doesn't stop halfway. He doesn't give up. He says, I will bring it to completion in you. I will keep working in you to get you to the place where you need to be. What God starts, he finishes. Keep trusting God. Keep praying and asking him about his plans for your life. You know, it is he who places desires in our heart. So keep praying, keep asking, and keep taking those steps of faith little by little, one by one to get to those goals, to get to those things that you've written down. And Paul says this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus. Paul says, I press. In other words, he makes an effort. He doesn't just sit back and and hope that one day God's plans are going to be fulfilled. We need to be active in searching for God's plans, but we need to be active in taking those steps of faith in boldness, putting some effort in to to see the things that God has planned for us come to fulfillment in our lives. For some of us here, this might be our our last year in Poland. Some of you are students and And you're finishing your studies, and you're thinking, what lies ahead of me? Well, look back. Thank him how he's gotten you this far. And if he's gotten you this far, he will take you further. Look back and thank him for all the good, for all the miracles, for all the different things that he's done for you. But don't be afraid about the future. Don't worry about the future. If he's gotten you this far, he'll take you further. So in conclusion, I'd like us to remember four things. Look back with thankfulness and with gratitude for all that God has done in your life. Forget about what was bad. Receive forgiveness for your sins and forgive those that have hurt you. And then prayerfully make plans for the future. And trust God that he knows your future. And his good things planned for you. As you seek and serve him. I'm going to ask the the worship team to come forward. And as they're worshiping. I believe that God has spoken to many people. Even before today's sermon you're thinking about. What does God have for me? What's in my future? Well, now's a good time just to say, God, I place my life. I place my future in your hands. And if you'd like to receive prayer, myself and Pastor Clint, we're going to be here in the front, and we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to just come alongside of you and encourage you. And if you'd like prayer for something else, you can also come forward for for anything else that God has put on your heart. And we'd love to pray for you. How is everyone doing this last day of 2023? Okay. So today's sermon is going to be a little bit on the topic. When I was about... 16 years old, I was in school and our one of our teachers gave us a homework assignment. And the homework assignment was, I want each person to write down 10 goals for the next year. And you're to bring it to class next week, have it in a sealed envelope addressed to you with a stamp on it, and then... One year, I'm going to mail it to each one of you. And so I had wrote down my list, and I remember uh, many of the things that I wrote down on my list. One of them was to go to a Christian music festival that lasted four days uh, under a tent, and everyone was camping. It was about 30,000 people, and there would be concerts from morning till evening, and there would be Christian speakers. Another goal that I put down was I wanted to buy my own customized van. I wanted to buy a drum set and learn how to play drums. I wanted to grow closer to God. I wanted to go to to Canada to visit Canada. And those are the ones, there was a couple more, but I don't remember the other ones. And about one year later, I got this letter in the mail. And I recognized the handwriting it was my handwriting. And I opened it up, and it was that list of 10 goals that I had written. And as I looked at those 10 goals that I had written, I had realized that I had fulfilled nine out of the 10 goals that I had written down. The only goal that I didn't fulfill at the time, it was going to Canada, which actually I fulfilled the following uh, year. It is important to make goals and it's important to write down your goals. For many people though. The future is a source of excitement. But at the same time a source of. Anxiety worry. What will be. We can anticipate fresh experiences and opportunities but also there's also the unknown. The uncertainty that lies before us we as Christians though we can find comfort in knowing that God is with us wherever we go and we can find comfort we can find direction in the words of God which will, which offers hope for our future and gives us faith that God wants only good things for us in the future Scripture encourages us to set our eyes on him and also the promises that he has for us. No matter what uncertainties there are, what challenges there might be, no matter what difficulties may look like before us, we can be sure that God will be with us and get us through it. So New Year's Eve is like a natural time to make plans for the future. Uh, Probably most of you have made some type of New Year resolutions, yeah? Raise your hand if you've ever made a New Year's resolution that next year, what is the most popular one? I'm gonna lose weight, yes? (laughs) Uh, But we all make different resolutions, but I want us to think about what would God want us to have in the future? It's a good time to look forward, and it's also a good time to look back. And so I'd like to share with you from God's Word a little bit about looking forward and also about looking back. We look back at all the good things that God has done for us. We look back with thankfulness, with gratefulness, and we look back in order to build our faith for the future. We look forward to the things God has promised for us. The things that God has planned for us. To new things, to better things, to greater things, to exciting things. So let's get started by first going uh, looking backwards and what God's Word says about looking back. If you have the Bible with you this morning, let's turn to Psalms 133 and verse 5 it says this I remember the days of old I meditate on all that you have done I ponder the works of your hands In Psalms 77:11 it says I will remember the deeds of the Lord yes I will remember your wonders of old In uh, Isaiah 46:9 it says Remember the former things of old for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. So we look back to what God has done in our life. We thank God for his provision, how he has been with us in the past. We see all the good things that he has done in our life. We see all the blessings that we have received. we look back so that we can look forward with faith and with expectation we look back and we see all the times that we trusted God in difficult situations we trusted him for healing for miracles we trust him for an answer to prayer we trust him and then we've seen how he has answered our prayers And because we've seen how he's answered our prayers in the things of the past, we can have faith and we can have trust and we can believe that he will also answer our prayers in the future for bigger and better things. That's what it says in the Old Testament. Remember in the Old Testament when the Israelites were facing the Philistines and they were set up for battle. Uh, Israelites on one hill the Philistines on the other, other hill and this giant Goliath came out and he roared he says send me a man that we can fight and if I defeat him you'll be our slaves and this giant Goliath he mocked God and he mocked God's people and at that situation there was a little shepherd boy called David And David remembered his past, how God was with him. That when a lion came and attacked the sheep, how God was with him. That when a bear came and attacked the sheep, how God was with him, and that he was able to kill the lion and the bear. And he looked back and he says, God was faithful with the lion and with the bear that came to attack and destroy. And I know that he will be faithful now when this giant comes to attack and destroy. And he was able to stand up boldly and say, because God was faithful in the past, I can be certain, I can be confident here now in the present that you will be defeated because you have come against God and against God's people. In the New Testament, we also look back so that we can look forward. Once a month, we celebrate communion. We look back 2000 years ago to Jesus' death on the cross. When we eat the bread, we remember about Jesus' suffering and pain and how he died on the cross for our sins and that how in that God provided for us salvation. And we thank him for what he has done for us in the past. And in Matthew 26, verses 28 and 29, Jesus says this, that it's not only about looking back at what he did on the cross, but it's also about looking forward. He says, This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day. In other words, a future time when I will drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. In communion, we look back to what Jesus did, but we also look forward to the day that we will be united with him, to the day that we will drink that cup again with him at the wedding supper. Of the lamb so we look back in order to look forward but did you know that the Bible not only tells us to look back and commands us to look back but at the same time it tells us not to look back you think oh wait a minute it tells us to look back but it tells us also not to look back how is that well let's take a look at a few verses the first is in Isaiah Chapter 43, verse 18, and it says this. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. How is it that God wants us to look back and at the same time doesn't want us to look back? And I thought about it a while. How does that work? And I've come to the conclusion that there are certain things that God wants us to remember. And there are other things that God says They're not worth remembering. The things that are worth remembering are the things that God does. And the things not worth remembering are the things that have been bad and disappointing, things that have been sinful. I think that God doesn't want us to keep on looking back at our sins. And our failures, and our mistakes, and our weaknesses. God doesn't want you to dwell on those things of the past. If you have become a Christian, you have been cleansed from them. If you have confessed your sins, your sins are forgiven. There's no need to keep on dwelling on those things from the past. I know some people that have a hard time. Breaking with their past and they're living in their past all the time that my mother did this to me or my father did this to me or I grew up in such a situation and and that's why I'm miserable today and they keep on bringing up the past and bringing up the past. Or they think about how they failed in the past or the sins that they made in the past and how they can never get out of this hole or this situation that they've dug for themselves. And God says, I want you to receive my forgiveness. I want you to receive my healing. I want you to receive freedom. I don't want you to be looking back at the bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come conversion cuts us off from the past we don't have to live in the past anymore and one sign of conversion is baptism and we know this symbol of baptism that when we are baptized when we go down into the waters it's like going down into the grave being buried And when we come up out of the water, it's like being resurrected to a new, beautiful, different life. And we're going to have a a chance to experience that a little bit later today in the service. Don't keep on bringing up the old things from your past, your failures. If you haven't yet, just confess them, repent of them. And receive God's forgiveness, receive God's healing. Don't get stuck in the past. You need to forget it. Sometimes though the the devil will come to you and he'll just remind you of the past. You know, you were a sinner, drug addict, alcoholic, smoker, you were the worst in school, you know, and he'll go down a whole list of things. When he comes and reminds you of your past and your sins and your failures, you can just remind him about your future. Your future is guaranteed. Your future is, I'm gonna spend eternity with God. And there's gonna be a new home for me where there is no more sin, where there's no more pain, where there's no more crying, where there is no more evil. We remember the good things from our past. But sometimes also we need to forget some of the good things from our past. I know that when I came here to Poland many years ago. And I started going to different churches and looking for a church. I found it very difficult to find a church because I was always comparing. Whatever church I was in with my church from the United States. And I thought my church in the United States was the absolute best, the most wonderful, had the most wonderful pastor, the most wonderful leaders, the most wonderful worship, you know, everything. And I would always compare whatever church I was in with the one from my past. God said it's time to let go of your past, even good things from our past. God doesn't want us to be constantly looking back and comparing. He doesn't want the past to dominate our present. We can't just keep on thinking about the good old days. In the good old days, it was like this. Yeah, from time to time, it's good to remember. But don't live there. God doesn't want you living there. Don't look with a longing and a desire for the past like the Israelites did. Remember the Israelites? They only remembered the good things from their past. They kept on saying, and when they were out in the desert with Moses, they only complained and grumbled and they said, oh, we should just go back to Israel. They had the most wonderful, uh, wonderful food there in, in Egypt. Let's go, just go back there. You know, We had wonderful lives there in Egypt. But the fact is they were slaves. They were beaten. They, they chose to forgot, forget the bad things and only remembered the food. Let's not, dom- let's not dominate our thoughts with the past like the Israelites did, but look forward. How many people here drive a car? Anyone here drive a car? Raise your hand. In your car, is there a rear view mirror? You can look in the back. How many of you drive to your destination only looking in the rearview mirror? You know, if you do, you're going to get in an accident. Our cards have a rearview mirror for the purpose to see where you've been and to keep an eye out for danger. So we, the, the, the mirror shows us where we've been And if we want to change lanes to make sure that we do it safely, to keep an eye out for danger, you can't drive forward in life looking in the rear view mirror all the time because you're going to end up on the side of the road. Look back at God. Look back at the good things that he's done. But don't look back at the bad at the sin at the failures just let them go God wants you to leave them behind Paul says this and Paul was a guy who could have focused on his past because his past was a past of hating Christians putting Christians in prison persecuting them killing them he was the guy that was holding everybody's jackets when Stefan was stoned he says this in Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 to 14 he says this one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining to what is forward to what lies ahead I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ Paul says I need to forget everything that was behind me and focus on what is ahead of me because God has a plan for me. God has a calling on my life. God doesn't want me stuck in the past, reminiscing over the things from the past, even the good things, comparing them to today. He wants me to focus on the things that he has for me tomorrow, next month, next year. God wants us to focus on the present and the future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. This is what God says to you and to me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He has some good things planned for you in the future. And it's the same God, it's the same Jesus who did those good things in your past. We're going to do them here in your present and going to do them in your future. And he has even bigger, better things for you. You need to have a vision for the future. But you need to bring your vision and your plans and your desires in line with God's vision plans, and desires. I would say the most important vision for your life is your salvation. If you have not made a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, what are you waiting for? Today is that day that you need to say, yes, Jesus, come into my life. Change me. Make me into a new person. Forgive me from all, for all that stuff in the past. Cleanse me. If you're not sure that God has saved you, if you're not sure that one day you will be with God for all eternity, you need to make sure today that your salvation is written in God's book of life. Make sure that you've been reconciled to God, that he's become your Lord and Savior. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and 18, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. So the most And the first and the foremost goal is to make sure that you are going to live with the Lord Jesus Christ forever, that he's the Lord of your life. And if you've already done that, if that's already accomplished in your life, I want to give you some other goals that you can plan for and write down. So if you're taking notes, I'd like you to take a few notes right now. What are some other goals for your life? Well, I would say, first of all, make some spiritual goals. Goals about reading the Word of God, about praying, about witnessing, personal holiness. Think about how many people do I want to share the gospel with this year? Who I want to share it with. Other goals could be ministry goals. Think about how can I use the gifts that God has given me, the talents that God has given me, And the time that God has given me. In church and also outside of church. What about personal goals? Your personal goal might be to break some bad habit in your life. Maybe go on a vacation. Maybe renovate your apartment. Or some type of hobby. What about family goals? Goals for your spouse for your children for your parents for other family members maybe you're out of contact with your parents or with other family members Well, call them write them make a goal to build those relationships what about financial goals maybe a goal to purchase a car or purchase an apartment maybe renovate your apartment maybe your goal can be I'm going to start tithing my money or support a missionary. Educational goals, such as finish university. We have lots of students here. Yeah, that's your goal. I just want to finish university or learn Polish. How many people are learning Polish? Do you want to make that a goal? I want to learn some Polish. Yeah? Well, as long as you're here, that's a good goal or maybe study programming or or study something else make some professional goals might be a promotion at work or starting a new business whatever they are I encourage you to prayerfully think about them write them down and place them somewhere we can look at them from time to time Because I believe that God has some good things for you, some new things for you. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. Sometimes it may look like there's a wilderness in front of us. Sometimes it might look like there's no water. And God says, I'll make a way in that wilderness. I'll make rivers in that, in that desert. You don't need to worry about it. You just need to make those goals. Pray about it. Is this what God has for me? And even if it looks impossible, even if it looks way beyond your capabilities, God is beyond your capabilities. Isaiah 42.9 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass and new things now I declare. Before they spring forth I tell you of them. These verses they give us assurance to move forward with boldness as we come against different circumstances and situations in life knowing that God is going to be on our side. And he's going to walk with us through any difficulties that we may encounter and he will provide comfort he will provide strength he will provide direction because he knows where you need to get he knows your future he's not worried about your future he's not there thinking oh no what are they going to do in the future he knows your future these Bible verses, they tell us to about look forward to the future with hope, with encouragement, to put our faith in God that he is good and that he has a good plan for you. No matter what uncertainty there is, no matter what difficulty you think is in your way, God will certainly make sure that his plans are fulfilled in your life. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. Jesus Christ, who has started a good work in you, he doesn't stop halfway. He doesn't give up. He says, I will bring it to completion in you. I will keep working in you to get you to the place where you need to be. What God starts, he finishes. Keep trusting God. Keep praying and asking him about his plans for your life. You know, it is he who places desires in our heart. So keep praying, keep asking, and keep taking those steps of faith little by little one by one to get to those goals to get to those things that you've written down and Paul says this in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14 it says I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Paul says I press in other words he makes an effort It doesn't just sit back and and hope that one day God's plans are going to be fulfilled. We need to be active in searching for God's plans, but we need to be active in taking those steps of faith in boldness, putting some effort in to to see the things that God has planned for us come to fulfillment in our lives. For some of us here, this might be our, our last year in Poland, Some of you are students and and you're finishing your studies and you're thinking, what lies ahead of me? Well, look back. Thank him how he's gotten you this far. And if he's gotten you this far, he will take you further. Look back and thank him for all the good, for all the miracles, for all the different things that he's done for you. But don't be afraid about the future. Don't worry about the future. If he's gotten you this far, he'll take you further. So in conclusion, I'd like us to remember four things. Look back with thankfulness and with gratitude for all that God has done in your life. Forget about what was bad. Receive forgiveness for your sins and forgive those that have hurt you and then prayerfully make plans for the future and trust God that he knows your future and his good things planned for you as you seek and serve him I'm gonna ask the the worship team to come forward and as they're worshiping I believe that God has spoken to many people Even before today's sermon, you're thinking about, what does God have for me? What's in my future? Well, now's a good time just to say, God, I place my life, I place my future in your hands. And if you'd like to receive prayer, myself and Pastor Clint, we're going to be here in the front, and we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to just come alongside of you and encourage you. And if you'd like prayer for something else, you can also come forward for for anything else that God has put on your heart. And we'd love to pray for you.